This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Worms Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and as ever, I will be joined by Danny Baker. We do have a special guest today, and that is uh, Callum Price, who will be joining us in a minute. Uh, Danny, how are we? How are we this week uh, or this week? I'm absolutely nervous. Can I talk about a rather trivial subject on it? Go on. Soup. Can we talk about soup for a minute? Not a fan. Uh, do you know what? I knew you wouldn't be. I when knew is? you wouldn't be. Is soup? Could you cast soup as a dinner lee or not? Is it a no. starter? It's, Could you yeah, have it on your own? I wouldn't order it at all, really. It's, it's when you're ill, when you're sick and you've got your cold or something like that, you always get tomato soup out and, a, and a, a loaf of bread and you just go for it. Do you know what I mean? Just a conversation we had at work today. I was talking about soup and about, is soup soup if you've got like little bits in it? And I was talking to my dad and dad's like, I like it like a, a soup that is basically smooth. And I was like, no, it's got bits in it. No, and no, I can't have Well, I... Why are you no, having no. soup? And I was like, Not well, bits. I like soup, but I have like soup and salad at work, you, obviously, with my figure. I'm always soup on soup and salad. salad. <laughs> and then, <laughs> what are you laughing at? And then I was like, hold on. And they were like, hold on, you can't have just soup. You, Do you, know, you can't have soup and something. And I was like, well, I can. I've just had it. What What I don't get is cold soup. You ever had that? What, gazpacho? Yeah, that's it. Gazpacho. Oh, God. Did Not he play Doncaster gazpacho? Yeah, he was, he was quality. But no, so that was it. My week's been excellent. Had a big soup debate, um, and big. obviously calling it big. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's ma- obviously it's a massive week for me. Who was uh, it between the head of cricket and the head of badminton? Right, can you stop that, please? Bolton. It was Bolton. It was head of French actually. So <laughs> it was you know Bolton, Gillingham, and then talking about the best soup. By the way, anyone interested? Your favourite soup? If you, you can beat Oxdale soup, I'd rather talk there. about soup than talk about Gillingham and Bolton. But <laughs> Oxdale soup, Oxdale anyway, chicken and vegetable in that order. Other than football, I'm all good. Thanks for asking, though, Dan. Uh, yeah, I'm better ask actually. Yeah, I'm all good. Other than that, really, I ain't had any soup debates. Uh, I, yeah, I ain't really. Had, the food ain't really on my agenda. I'm trying to lose weight before I go. No, how Vegas you getting on? Doing all right? Not really. Oh. Fell off the wagon the other day. No. Yeah. 
we've we've been off the wagon Wimbledon since December. So the problem is because I'm, I'm, I'm I drove down to Heath. I had to go to Luton really early in the morning to pick time up, and they got delayed by three hours. And the only thing to eat was McDonald's. You didn't pick yeah. up a centre forward there, did you? No, 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 I didn't. Anyway, let's get our uh, guests on. Let's uh, speak to Callum. Callum, uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you? you Thank right? you very much. Yeah, I'm very well. Very well. You're bringing the average age down, Callum, which is fantastic <laughs> yeah. work, mate. Well done. Yeah. Well, that's what we said earlier. We had a couple of old, older boys on lately, Charlie and uh, Jones. I don't think they'll mind us saying that. Uh, and it's good to get a younger... You're, you're 19, is that right? 19, Callum? yeah, 19. I mean, what we've been doing, Lee, obviously, we went through the recruitment panel, didn't we? We had all the recruitment, the six of us recruitment panel and we decided that if we're going to be successful we've got to go with youth got to give them a chance <laughs> yeah. identified a key player yep. he'll be on we might sell him on for millions and then we'll kick on and who knows where we could be Callum was our first that's choice what we're about Lee isn't it <laughs> first choice Callum was yeah. first choice and we went through all of the things we looked at the budget budget's limited but that's we're, we're going to talk about the way we play are you a, yeah. are you a soup man Callum Am I Superman? I don't think so. No, no a Superman. A Superman. Oh. Do you like soup? No, 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 no I, Superman. I am not a Superman at all. No, not a chance. I've had it twice probably in my whole entire life. Just me on my own then, is it? Also, Superman. It's Superman. just watering. It's just, oh, yeah. I'm just, nah, nah. It's not, not appetising as well. It doesn't look great. Yeah. Talk about superheroes. Super, the best superhero is Batman, obviously. Yeah, I agree. We never had superpowers. He was just double odd. I thought yeah, he was just, the best Superman, just... but you go for who you want. <laughs> right, right anyway, come we... on. Who's going to get the elephant in the room started with Bolton what? and Gillingham? The, the two it, games. It feel like it should be you, really. Right, so Bolton yeah. game, there's a couple of things that really annoy me about the Bolton game, right? It, Bolton is a tough game anyway. It's going to be really, really hard. But the stuff we hear again before the game, uh, they're all psyched up and everything like that and they're going to go out and... The after the game, where they said they're going to re- refund everyone's match day and travel, that's now changed to just match tickets. I don't think people should be getting refunds. It's part and parcel of football. You go to games knowing you're going to get battered yeah. sometimes. You know, we did. We've been up to Old Trafford and lost 5 0, been up Highbury and lost 5 0, and seen some awful performances over the years at AFC Wimbledon as well. But once you say you're going to offer a refund, you have to do it. And, and, and I just think we shouldn't even said that kind of stuff because then we'll go on Julian later because the next game, you then have to get a reaction, which I don't think we have done. And just Bolton, I just thought it was men against boys again. I know I, I tried to look at it on as what Jonesy was saying last week where we zoom out to yeah. zoom out and look at the positives and look at the stuff. And we did have five major players out. But what is the point of the geezer from Barnsley? Why, why is he here? He's on like a six-month trial. He was particularly pointless. poor, wasn't he? He was really, really... Poor. I remember the first two minutes he tried to beat someone, didn't he? He tried to go around someone and he just got the ball taken off him like with ease. It was like me playing against my five-year-old son. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, random to you being Thomas, yeah? Yeah, 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 that's the problem. But yeah, I just... It was embarrassing, Bolton. Embarrassing. Yeah, shocking result. I actually... Go on, um, go on, carry on, mate. I actually... Sorry. I actually... Um, when I saw the lineup. I um, tweeted and I said, I actually feel bad for the fans that have made the travel up there. And some people started giving me some stick and then we lost 4-0. Uh, and then it was just like, it was just shocking. But what I didn't like was Robbo, you know, he's kind of on the YouTube and stuff. He's giving it saying, you know, we'll bang up for it, this, that, the other. Um, and then obviously we just go there and we're just spineless. I think the real challenge for me, Lee, is, and I, I was really, really disappointed after Bolt. Me and my dad were watching it and, and, 
very rarely do we get to a point where we're like, right, okay, I think we've had enough, and we, and we had. And it was just, the thing is, Mark spoke so eloquently last week, and, and the, I mean, me and Lee, well, I don't think we've seen so much traffic in terms of people kind of engaging in the conversation, and it was great to have someone come in and genuinely feel like he kind of rallied the troops. We also know, believe it or not, that people at the club are listening to this for whatever reason, and, and we welcome you this evening. Um, the challenge is, is that we obviously have our people are hearing what we're saying, all of that passion, and to have such a passive performance from a load of guys who I thought I genuinely felt were were motivated to do to to go out and perform. I just felt really sad that we basically some guys poured his heart out on here. It's obvious that Robbo's probably heard it. Joe Palmer's probably heard it. Players have probably maybe heard it. Who knows? And to go from that to play against Bolton and be so poor. And I don't even mean it by, and it's similar to Gillingham. I do, I always say that players kind of try it, but I generally felt that they hadn't, they, 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 they weren't at their most there. But the basics, like passing, like it was almost like we were allergic to passing. It was ridiculous. Mm. I, 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 I thought... The Saturday game of Bolton was, was pretty scandalous. Anyway, go on, I, I, I was just as the same as you, mate. I was watching it halfway through, and I know the thing is, I get it. Like Oxford, we've said before, you, you lose to Oxford, you lose to Bolton, you get beat by these teams that are better than you. And we've yeah. always said that if if the team's better than you on the day, it's just it happens, you get beat 4 0 at Bolton. But I was just embarrassed watching it again. And I know I keep harping about, about Wimbledon days and the old Wimbledon and stuff like that. And what I'm seeing at the moment is I'm just seeing very good salespeople selling us dreams and selling us processes and procedures and whatever it is. And then when we get out on a Saturday, it's just watching these kids just try and play football. And it's like a conference South team trying to compete in league one. Yeah. And I'm really struggling with it. Like we missed Asal Rudy and people are saying, Oh, they'll leave in the summer. We'll be fine. We can replace them. But then you're watching the actual replacements on a Saturday. And again, we've, we've spoke about this previously and we go over it every week about our loans and stuff like that. And they're just shocking. They're so bad, some of these players that are playing for us at the moment. And I just look, where McCormick's gone backward in my foot. I think only Marsh is the only one who's had any credit at the moment in the last, what, few weeks, few months. And I'm just looking at him thinking, when it, like Ben Hennigan come out like, after, and I know Chris done a good interview and he pushed him. But you shouldn't be saying all that stuff. Like He, he had a go at like, Chiswick. I felt he had a go at Chiswick for he didn't control the ball and we should have maybe had a chance there and stuff. And it's, and, and this, oh, they're talking all the time in the dressing room. Fuck off, stop talking yeah. and actually perform on the pitch. I'm done with it. Go on, Karen. Um, Yeah, I think as well, it's like when you don't have a Sal and Rudy, there is no backup option. There is, it's just, it's spineless. Uh, and what, you know, what he was saying, you know, he was saying before the game, oh, you know, he's reading off who's not playing, but he's still kind of, you know, trying to give it, give it some that we're up for. It. And it's just kind of so obvious we're not. Um, and in defence, we just kind of, we just look just non-existent. I also think since Will's come back from his injury, I think he's not looked mm. the Will Nightingale we know. You know, we all yeah, know how he good he can be. To yard, he? he's, he's come back and he's not, I don't know whether he's fit, not fit maybe, or still injured. I don't know, but he looks like quite vulnerable. Normally he's really solid. Like I was looking at formation and I saw Nesta Guinness Walker playing in our midfield. And I'm thinking, he's not a midfielder. He, got, he, he, he just about plays left-back at the moment. And then we're putting him in midfield and just giving him no hope because he ain't going to do anything against Bolton. Uh, let's move on Move on to... Because there's not much we can say about but With regards to Gillingham on Tuesday, I was... I thought Gillingham was worse 
than the Bolton game. I thought oh, really? we I thought we performed worse. I thought we were awful. 25 minutes in the game, I thought we could have been 2-0 up, 2-0 uh, down, sorry. They could have had a penalty. I tweeted from the one was at a dream Twitter saying, uh, keep your match tickets because refunds will be incoming. Because uh, we play Lee sent that, not me. Yeah, Lee's I'm happy. Stir- I'm happy. I'll put, my, I'll put my name on that. I'm happy to put my name on that because it was music. Yeah, it, it was a bit of yeah, bit of tongue but... in cheek saying, look, because one again, where does it stop regarding refunds? Because I thought I thought the Gillingham game was worse than the Bolton game. As uh, we could have been 2-0 down against Gillingham easily. They had three or four chances before we even got our own half. That's 25, 30 minutes into a game. I'm expecting a reaction after all the talking after Bolton. Stop coming out and giving it all a load of spill, a load of salesman talk, and get out on that pitch and actually play. We couldn't string a pass together. Not like you said, two passes. We couldn't even do one pass on Tuesday against Gillingham. It was actually embarrassing. And also, what really annoyed me is... I know we've got this process and we're following it through, but the interview beforehand with Robbo, the, the interview before the Gillingham game, he said he will not change anything. We're not just going to... You tell the boys just to lump it. All we did against Gillingham was just get the ball and we we're so scared of it, we just lumped it. Cosgrove, bless him, I felt really sorry for him. Everyone's jumping on him. He was literally a man on his own with not a player near him for 10, 15 yards. Uh, Cosgrove gets injured within 10 minutes, right? So we try something different. Cosgrove gets injured. So we take a striker off and put a left back on, away to Gillingham in a six point. And then we're going mental after, like we've just, like, oh yeah, we've got a point. I know if some people are going to say a point's a good result, it keeps Gillingham down there. But Gillingham are shit, they're shockingly bad. But yeah, we're worse. I think the problem is, is unfortunately, and it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the predictability of, of every single game now. We're like, how are we going to get out of this rut? And it is a really bad rut, like 14 matches, there's not many teams in a season who will go 14 matches without a win and manage to get out of it. I'll tell you one thing, though. This league, there are four horrendous football teams if we are not in the bottom four. <laughs> there are four absolute circuses out there. How we are even remotely two points clear of the drop. I know five if we win on Saturday. Ball, but the last four games have been that, that abject and, and we've been so poor since that Wickham game. Um, it's been, it's been frightening. I think the thing as well for me, and I, I think, and it goes back to the process. And again, I'll ask a question, the final question later. But one of the things I just listened to the interview after the game, and Robbo was talking about how he gets the players to not, you know, to, to not to play without fear and this sort of stuff. Forgive me for being blunt. Isn't that Salas's job? That's not Robbo's job. Salas has come in to be the mindset coach positivity coach and etc and um, he's talking about lads being terrified that's got to be well we have got this specialist in who's part of our training team who specializes in this we've put obviously money into this resource and yeah i know it might be a longer project but surely to christ the one thing he's got to do he's got to nail that and it's like we haven't done that sorry, Kat. yeah yeah i was speaking about Gingham. i think we've got so scared of losing um and a fear of fear of losing that we're just settling for a point I know it's not right um, but and also what Robert was saying after the game didn't give me much confidence either you know he was saying apparently people you know people aren't looking to get the ball etc like that it's just just not really sounding very confident and then we're going into Saturday against Doncaster with a massive massive game um, just doesn't give me any hope two things First, right, boys, is one. I'll come back to your point. You just made uh, Danny regarding Steve Salas. 
but yeah, how, how, how are we going to improve this situation? I just, I'm struggling with what, what we're doing and the processes and stuff like that. With Steve Salas, I'm not having Steve Salas at all, unfortunately. I find him, I find some of the tweets and stuff quite arrogant. Uh, and, and I just find it that he, yeah, it's his job to kind of get these boys motivated and stuff. Remember, who did we have in the New Ardley days? Do you remember that we had someone come in, a mindset coach? Who got Lyle Taylor going? No, we did though. We had someone who come in and you done a great job. And we got, but I just, I just find, I just. Oh, I remember I, the guy. I don't know what his name is. I know exactly no, I who you're talking about. Do you remember? And he got every single one of them players going. And, and I just find that some of these players are like strangers to each other nowadays. They just don't look like they're they're friends and stuff. There is a video on Tuesday. I don't know if you boys seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, Callum. I know you have, Danny, because I sent it to you. I've got sent it. Mabudi's uh, yeah, talking to a mate of his play, who plays with Gillingham at the end of the game. 90 minutes is gone. Uh, Robbo's coming onto the field to go shake the referee hand. Sees Mabudi talking to his pal. Turns around to Bezo and says, "Look, look, what? Like, look at this." Grabs Mabudi and tells him to stop talking to his mate, and then has a little word with Gillingham players. Which, again, it like Jonesy said last week, it don't it, has, it isn't what you expect from Robbo, and then. I just don't get it at the moment. I really don't. I just... Well, the other thing, we... when we were speaking about the recruitment, there was this really, and again, this is where it's sort of a fascinating experience. And I don't know whether it's a, whether it's a breakdown of the players lack the quality in terms of their actual play or whether they lack the personality. But the one thing that was spoken about the recruitment is that they go through these tests and all sorts about their personality. They're interviewed about their personality, what kind of personality they are, do they understand the Wimbledon way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now we've got a bunch of guys who don't want to play the Wimbledon way at the moment. They don't want to receive the ball. They're terrified to play. They're not experienced enough. Like what? I don't understand if, if that is something that we've been doing, um, where's the evidence that this has been successful? And ultimately... For me, and to be blunt, for me, I, 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 I've said this before, I'm Robbo still. I think he stays. I think he, he's longer term. I know people have got their opinions. But the thing I'm interested in and the thing that I'm frustrated about is that we haven't looked to adapt or change. We've been speaking a lot. And the whole thing we spoke about at the beginning of the season, Robbo said, I want to be a team that can change formation whenever we want. I want to be a team that can decide that you're going to play five or you've got a quick four, we can do something. And all we've done, I think if it's like Mike Bassett playing 4-4-2, it's just like we need to have, we need we needed to be dynamic, a different a different approach, different players and the personalities and all the, all the jargon that we've been speaking to. And we just haven't followed through with it. And I think that's the bit that's hurtful is that we kind of felt that we bought into a process and we bought into all of this stuff. And then actually the process hasn't been what it's been. And a case of whether there's a point where Robbo goes, do you know what? I've made a mistake here. I need to change it or not. But the one thing I would say, you don't stay up often in League One by playing good football. You, you actually stay up in relegation fights by battling, by pulling your sleeves up and battling. Fair play. I know the Gillingham game was, 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 was a pretty horrendous one, but I thought we defended really, really well in a difficult situation. I don't think we passed the ball well. I don't think we attacked very well. I don't think we played very well. But we defended strong. We did keep the first clean sheet we've had for since Napoleon Bonaparte was alive. So we kind of kept plenty of... of there are things that you can look to if you're looking at crumbs. But we are at, we're at a point now where, frankly, being a nice football team doesn't work anymore. And we, we, we need people who are prepared to go out there and die in the shirt. And mm. I wonder having our entire front line up as loan players who frankly at the end of the year they go off and it doesn't matter what league they what doesn't matter what happens to us because they go 
that is the concern. Have have we got the right kind of balance of players? Because Mabude, let's be honest, he's he's been pony and he'll go back and he doesn't give a monkey's about us. Yeah, Thomas, he doesn't look interested either. Not in the slightest. And Thomas, bless him, he's come, he's got his lovely hair, he does a step over, he barely receives it. He's not going to be interested. Yeah. We've got a number. I mean, Terry Ablade, bless him, runs around a lot. He's like, he like for me, he's like the hair at the beginning of the Greyhounds. Like he goes around nice and quick, but ends up it just there's nothing really happens at the end of it. Just Dan, just just quick point. Someone made a point. One of my mates made a point on uh, Saturday against Bolton was that we got the wrong Fulham loney. You look at the one they had, the uh, right winger. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. And then we had Terry yeah. Blardy, who don't look like he's ever played a game of football for a mm. man's team before. Callum, is there any point, any, anything else just, you want to yeah. just It's really point. Yeah. No, yeah, is there any <laughs> point got, got Yeah. Um, talking about battle and that, I do believe that's where we miss Woodyard. You know, um, I think probably realistically he's our best player and he's our biggest leader as well. Um, you know, he really does take the game to the opposition as much as he can, you know, and he tries to get the other players up for it. Um, and I think he's a, he's a big miss right now. But just talking about this, um, the new striker we've got, you know, I see him getting a bit of stick and stuff, but he's got no service, you know. Mm. who Who's around him to do anything? You can't just expect a bloke to go into a team, you know, who's just come in on loan to start banging in goals like that. If he was that good, he wouldn't have become on loan to us. So Question, chaps. Quick question for you both. If we do stay up, right? Let's let's play hypothetical chickens if we don't. If we do stay up and we are, we have a run of three or four games in a row and we win, are we paper paper over cracks cracks here? I mean, are we literally saying, do you know what? Even staying up this year, which we, which which hopefully people whether we will whether we won't, are we generally now papering over some cracks or are we now going? Do you know what, guys? If we stay up or not, we're going to need to change that. That doesn't work. And we as a club, we try to do this, and I know it's a long term journey and I do admire what Robbo's tried to do off the pitch and stuff but I'd like to think that we can't carry on with the same way that we've been operating so um, I'd be interested to know whether yeah, I, I stay up, whether we just crack over or not I don't know. I agree with what you're saying and it's getting annoying to the point where it's seeming like every season kind of getting in a little bit of a situation where we're kind of in a relegation battle uh, we're scrapping at the bottom but obviously you know I'd hate us to get relegated you know obviously Every fan wants us to stay up, but whether it would be the right thing, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, it is hard because let's be honest, Lee. We've spoken about it a number of times. We haven't got the budget. We know that. We have no, every year we've been, staying in, we've been staying in the league and we've been relatively poor. But Budgets. we've obviously got to try and do something different. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, it doesn't work. So the biggest, yeah, the biggest miss in my opinion as well is we've always had a good striker. Well. You know, yeah. like Joe yeah, Pickett, yeah. for example, you know, 25 goals in our team. You know, you can't just, well, obviously you can sell him, but you can't really replace that with what we're working with. And I feel like, you know, we're just getting these players and then they're just going and we're not really replacing them with anyone who's actually good enough to do what he's done. I'm not saying we can get someone in who can score 25 goals a season oh, because that's unrealistic. But it's, yeah, it's just running short and the players... For me, answering your question, Danny, something really needs to change somewhere at the club. If it's because the recruitment this year hasn't worked, the processes maybe long term will work. So do we stick with Robbo and his management team? I, I am getting to a point now where I'm finding the management team quite arrogant with the way they're coming across that this is our process. This is what you're going to this is what we're sticking to. Uh, and the arrogance is really kind of winding me up a little bit. 
this is this is it. This is our way or, or that. And the Don Strust board are kind of sleepwalking into a relegation. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter what league we're playing in next year because we have Plough Lane, which I don't buy into. I want to be in the best league that we can possibly be in, which is League One at the moment, playing against the Sheffield Wednesdays, the Ipswiches, the Sunderlands. I don't want to be going to Forest Green, Salfords, people like that. Also, where, where does Joe Palmer lie in all this? Is it time that Joe Palmer left? Too many mistakes are happening on and off the pitch all the time. Is it Joe Palmer now? Like I've I've been told that Robbo is untouchable at the moment. Untouchable. We're we're in a worse run of form than when Glenn Hodges were was it. We're 14 games without a win. We are not play, it is not good football either at the moment. It's not like you're turning up and we're I keep getting told this bullshit that yeah, we're trying like it's it's we're we're one win away and all this and we're going on a run. But I just think I think Joe Palmer needs to look and go, who who's who's holding people accountable? That's the thing. It's accountability again that we're talking about. Where, who's holding Joe Palmer accountable for any of them? Like he's on the recruitment committee, right? And that's been an absolute farce this season. I don't care what people say. Right, we got Marsh and McCormick probably out there, but the rest of them is shit. Presley, shit. Uh, Lawrence, where is Lawrence at the moment? Kajar, we got Kajar in. He's he's injured again. Uh, who else? Mabudi, Terry Oblade, the geezer from Barnsley. Do you know what I mean? We've, we're signing just players just for numbers, where before we signed a decent strike or we had someone else come in. It's it's, it's just... And, and don't give me stuff. I know the stadium stuff. I know this is where you need Jonesy on to make it a little bit more positive and, and actually make us zoom out a little bit. But there's mistakes after mistakes after mistakes this season with stuff like spelling mistakes and the bars being too long. I know things are improving, but it shouldn't have got mm. to that stage when you had a whole season at Plough Lane without fans there to make sure everything was good when fans came in. I just think Joe Palmer, your time's up, mate. Bye. Do you know what? Zooming out, right? Let's let's pause and zoom out, but think of it from a football perspective. If you think about the way the way that it's been dressed up is the fact that we know that we've got a limited budget and we know that it doesn't define everything, but it is it is an important part of the football, right? We we know that you can people can argue about it until you're blue in the face, but it does having a budget does equal a certain expectation or an average field. It does Lee. It, it bloody does. You man City have got the richest team, they're top of the league and they're gonna piss it. It does happen. Money does matter. No, because you're to, Liverpool were second and pushing them over your way, won the league the other year. And don't spend those much as many. No, so yeah, you're in the top six. The top six of our of the league, four of them are probably going to be the biggest spenders or the biggest. Ipswich are one money. of the biggest yeah. spenders in our league and they're yeah. struggling this year. Yeah, Sunderland the problem is there well. are always going to be anomalies. There are always going to be anomalies in any league. You look at the bottom six, they are more or less six of the bottom eight on the budget. You are always going to be within a catchment area of your budget. Yes, you may overperform. Yes, you may underperform. But in general, the mean, the average, you are going to be in that slot. So if we are going to have a bottom six budget, which is which is at the moment we're relegation budget, and we can't afford to get bigger players, and we've gone this route, if we are saying that what we've done at the moment doesn't work, what is the solution? Is the solution smaller squads, Loads of youth players to fill up the background and you go free experienced players. What is the solution? But, but this is what I'm saying. Who's accountable for this? Who, <coughs> we're just letting Robbo just go. This is the process we're sticking to. And it is dire. The football is absolute dire to watch. And, 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 and we keep getting told, yeah, but once it clicks, even Jonesy said last week, once it clicks, we're going to fly. But it's not clicking. It is all we did. I don't think we, I think we had one shot against Gillingham where the keeper, the keeper's wearing a bright yellow shirt and shorts. And there's not one piece of mud on him, right? 
it's it's getting embarrassing on the pitch now where people i think if we struggle or i know we're going to talk about doncaster as we always do at the end but if we struggle against doncaster on saturday i think it's going to be very toxic at the game and who who goes who's the one that goes now do we stick with the manager and his team who i think are too young too inexperienced i think we should have bought in an experienced second to help robbo i think he's got no help with regards to i love rob tuvi i love the people there but none of them are experienced, all youth coaches. Yeah. You need someone else who's experienced. Who's accountable? Is it the Don's Trust Board or is it Joe Palmer? Joe, I don't know. Silent Joe, I don't know what he does. All he does is go <laughs> out with these five and five that no one gives a shit about. Actually, say what, like, and the recruitment policy is absolute dire this year. Go yeah, on, talk, talking about Robbo uh, being a bit inexperienced, about three seasons ago, I played Wimbledon in a cup game and Robbo was there. Like, this was for a little village team. So, you know, three or four seasons ago, he wasn't in any first-team managerial job. And obviously now he's our first-team manager. It's quite... It's a massive step up. And I don't know whether himself and his backroom staff have got enough experience in that league. And I think now it's starting to show a little bit. It's getting a bit squeaky bum. He's saying all this stuff, oh, we're going to win, we're going to get a result. I think if we lose... If we lose to Doncaster on Saturday, I think we're done. I think we're down. I'll tell you one thing. Since Simmons has gone, we haven't been the same. Yep. And I don't know much Great. about that, lad, at all. But the one thing I would say is that we are a backroom... Pl- we've lost a backroom staff member and not replaced them. People, And again, I'm not. I'm just chucking, chucking speculative out there. People like Kenny Jacket out of a job. I'm not saying people like him. I'm just saying there is an old, old boy who's been around the traps, who has not got to be particularly who's just going to give Robbo a slightly different opinion on something. I yeah. personally feel that he needs someone to come in and just give him some sort of experience of something. I, I, I totally agree with what you said. He needed, he needs some experience with him. And as yeah. I said, Simmons, you talk about Simmons. I, I agree. Well, since he's gone, we have looked dire form wise. And, but that's a man who was working with some of the best footballers in the world. No yeah. disrespect to Rob Tubin and all them. Our youth team are good, but these, yeah. the, the Chelsea lot to the Wimbledon lot are a different, level so why didn't he we was replace co- him then why didn't we because replace we him we have replaced him we have replaced him with who Darius Charles <laughs> and, oh, and um, the other young lad what's his name the, yeah, but that's again that's another youth team manager I, know, I, get with, I, get, I, I get that but I just I just I, I love Robo to bits I love I do I just I, I, I talk to Robo personally I do I really respect him I think he's done a brilliant youth team he's done great in the youth team right unfortunately at the moment for me he is not a first team manager Maybe he would have been brilliant as a first-team assistant to an experienced manager. And in a couple of years' time, he'd gone on to be a first. He's gone from running a youth team, a successful youth team, to going straight into a League One first-team manager's job. And for me, at the moment, it's showing and it's a little bit too much for him. And he will not, he will not say that because he's too proud. And I know he'll listen, and I know it probably will hurt him that we're saying this, but for me... Something's got to change. So it's either Robbo and the management team, the Don's Trust board have got to get some balls and uh, and step up a little bit more. Or, and, and budget has nothing to do with this, Danny. We are, look at the start of the season, right? We were flying. We were battling with teams like Bolton. We just rolled over and had our bellies felt on Saturday against the same team, pretty much. They've got one or two players. Uh, so budget, I've, I've seen, like, we're going backwards and we're, we're regressing. Anyway, boys, we're going to have to... Take a break. So, if you've got anything else to say just before we move on, no, just take uh, that loose away from your neck, Lee, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, 
we'll discuss uh, Callum, how he become a Wimbledon fan, uh, and is the uh, ownership of the uh, AOC Wimbledon important to himself? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back, uh, and we're going to be just, uh, talking to Callum regarding because, as we said, he is uh, probably one of the youngest Wimbledon fans that we've had on the podcast. We've had a couple of old boys on recently who are talking about fan ownership, how they support Wimbledon. So we thought it'd be good. Callum approached us and asked if he could come on, and we've always welcomed fans to come on the podcast, young or old. Uh, and yeah, it's brilliant to have you on, Callum. And tell us a little bit about yourself. So how'd you become a Wimbledon fan uh, and how'd you get into the Dons? Yeah. Um, so how I got into Wimbledon was quite unique. So my next door neighbour is a big Wimbledon fan. Um, he supported it when it was Wimbledon and then when it went to AFC Wimbledon. And his sons I'm best friends with. Um, and this is going back seven or eight years ago. He had a spare ticket. He goes up about twice a month, once a month. He had a spare ticket. Um, and I was like, yeah, go on, I'll, I'll come along. And ever since then, I've been going, supporting them. Um, so I didn't support them when I was kind of first born. I didn't really support anyone. I was just kind of casual fan. Uh, then I went to Wimbledon and I just liked how unique it was um, to, to, to other clubs. And yeah, I've been going ever since then. What, what do you mean by unique? What, what, can you just go on a little... I'm, I'm, I mean, I, yeah. I've only met you today, but I'm interested yeah. in being unique. Is it the experience, the atmosphere, the club set up? What is it? That I think I think quite, quite yeah, I think the club set up is quite unique with how, how you know, young the club is. Um, I feel like people who don't really go to Wimbledon or watch them won't really understand. You've got these big, you know, franchise clubs with all this and that. And I feel like it's just kind of, obviously, a fan-owned and it's just more down-to-earth as a club. Um, whether, whether that's the best thing to be is, um, you know, different story. But I just quite like how together it is. Um, and, yeah, I just, just love Wimbledon. You, that reminds me, you sound exactly like when I first, like, well, I had a, my mate who had a spare ticket, took me along, it was uh, Service Park, Wimbledon versus Liverpool. And I just thought, I loved it. This is so different to watching like, yeah. I've been to I'll a probably, Spurs game. Yeah. And, and I hate I the Premier League from. as well. I can't stand the Premier League. I hate it. Diving, all, all this, that. And it's just, I've, I just like the non, like the non-league side, the bitterness you get with watching the Wimbledon game, you know, the scrapping at it, you know, especially at the Kings Meadow. You know, that place got bouncing at times. It's good good times in there. Um, yeah, I just like the raw emotion, really. How, how important to you is Wimbledon remaining fan-owned? Because we've had this before. We've had yeah. people say fan-owned or, or selling out. To, again, I don't think there is anyone out there who's going to buy Wimbledon at the moment anyway, so I think it's a moot point. But there's yeah. a lot of investment versus fan-owned. How important to you as a younger fan is that for, you, for yourself to keep going watch Wimbledon? Um, you know, I still support support them no matter what happens. But obviously, I like the way fan owned. But you know, with the budget and stuff, I think if someone did come in with with an investment towards a club, um, you know, ideally not the whole club, so we can still have people out there running it. But if someone come in with a with a budget and a bit of money to make us, you know, possibly make better transfers um, and give us more kind of stability, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Um, but with fan owned, it is quite good how it's just kind of, you know, it's proper people running the club. You know, you've got these Premier League people, for example, these new Newcastle owners, you know, everyone's, you know, going loony about them. But, you know, 10 years ago, they didn't even know about Newcastle or 20 years ago. They probably didn't even know who they were. And now just because they bought the club, everyone thinks they're dyed Newcastle fans. 
So from that perspective, I quite like it that the people, the fan ownership, the people really do care, yeah. uh, I feel. Whether they're making the right decisions is, is another topic, but I feel like down to earth, they care about Wimbledon and they care about the club. And as a fan, that's what I like about it. I'm going up there, spend my money, and I know it's the people who are you know, genuine about the football club. Quick Great question answer. for you from me. Obviously, obviously, me and Lee have been watching Wimbledon for donkey's years, and obviously, playing yeah. is huge. Just interesting. If there was a, if if you looked at Wimbledon's whole budget, would you be more inclined to have more money available to the playing staff over improvements to the to the ground in terms of the training ground? Where would mm. you? Where do you think if we had an extra pot of money, where would that money go? Do you think? Would you put it towards improving the plough lane so it's all done, taking money off the bond, and it's done? Do you think that money should go towards ensuring that we've got a budget that will maybe a mid-table budget, which gives us that opportunity to get an extra player? Do you think our budget would be better used to improve, maybe freshen up the management or the recruitment or maybe yeah. improving the training ground? Where, where do you think, as a whole, our money should go as a fan? Recruitment. 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 else? Why is it so important? Obviously, obviously, obviously we're in, you know, debt with the stadium etc uh, but I just feel like the recruitment isn't good enough and it's kind of it's always been like this to a certain degree with players as well you know just letting them go for cheap and I quite like to just not be having to be in a relegation battle you know every other year or every year it would just be quite nice just to be you know a mid-table team because I don't think we're anything more than that right now uh, well obviously not right now we're in a relegation battle but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I can't see us doing anything for a few years getting out of it, or I mean, it's pretty interesting, Callum, because literally, you've, you've been spoiled with what we were eight years, yeah. I can't remember the exactly how long. So, yeah, you probably were you watching Wimbledon in the conference or in League Two? League Two, right? So, literally, you've been watching Wimbledon, and all you've ever seen apart from one season is us be relatively poor, but yet, you're yeah, stuck at I, haven't, I haven't seen a relegation to be fair. No, 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 you haven't. But you've been, every like... year you've been seeing like Midson scoring last minute or the penalty. You've seen us get promoted, which was amazing. And every yeah, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty hardcore for for a, rel a relatively new fan to go. Do you know what? I'm just going to turn <laughs> yeah. up and watch us be relatively poor for eight years. I mean, that's especially, that's especially with what's on our doorstep as well. Regards to other teams that you could go, possibly at that age, especially when you were young and you, you could be influencing. Yeah. To watching it, yeah, that is. Oh, yeah, I mean, how oh, would yeah. you sell the club, Callum, to like a mate? If a mate of yours was go back a bit, how would you sell it to your mate who goes, Oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing Saturday? You're going to watch Women and Doncaster. <laughs> how are you going to oh, convince him to go a, and watch Well, the that's game? a hard game to sell, isn't it, really? But <laughs> um, I've had a few mates who've come to Wimbledon games. Um, I just say it's just kind of like a friendly environment, everyone gets on, have a few beers for the game and just go out and support the team. You know, it's a different type of football to what most of my friends uh, see. They're all kind of Premier League supporters. Um, yeah, I'm not you, really sure how specifically... Callum, do you think though. Plough Lane helps the fact that we get new fans in, like your mates yeah. who are coming? Yeah. To, to be yeah. able to watch and be able to actually see the ground if they were, say, at King's Meadow and they were in the... Uh, what's the old... The, the one along the... Uh, the, Joe, the, the John Smith stand, I John think it used Smith. to be called. That you know yeah, the side stand with the American guy. You couldn't really watch from there because you couldn't see anything, and it was dire sometimes. You could, you had to get in like an hour before kickoff if you wanted to get a good spot. Do you think Plough Lane helps bring in younger yeah. fans like yourself? Yeah, I, I, I think it does hundred percent. Yeah. 
just more and it sounds really wrong but kind of not me but the younger people they like seeing the you know the new stadiums the kind of flashy outside you know you've got the flats etc it's just more presentable um and i think that's why it would attract more people my age i'm actually taking a friend to um to plow lane in a few weeks and i think he'll actually be really really surprised at how much of a good facility it is also think the area helps now where there's lots of yeah. pubs restaurants there's pubs cafes. you know i mean you can you go out at the king at the king's meadow it's kind of just you know you had a little calf down the road and then got the carpet you know, shop on the corner <laughs> all the, all the big ones. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does it say to you kellen you're you're a don's trust member you you you, you said that to us before we we came on uh, mm. that you are a, a member of the don's trust do you feel that you get as a younger fan, enough engagement? Do you feel that you are engaged with the club, that they're, they're taking mm. your views on board with regards to the Don's Trust? And, and if if so, or if not, how do how does the club get more engagement from younger fans like yourself? Like we've had Jamie Slevin on, who I think is fantastic. You, you are coming across really well as well. You're very well-spoken. Uh, how do we engage the younger fans? Because a lot of it is old boys like, you go to meetings and it's yeah. just old boys like me and Danny. Yeah, so around the Don's Trust, I haven't really had much involvement. And another thing, I don't really know how it sounds bad, but I don't know how to get involved as such. I don't know how how to get involved. I've got a problem, you know, who do I speak to? All right, I'm a Don's Trust member, but who do I actually go to to speak about any maybe match day problem I have or something like that? I don't really know what to do. That might be my mistake as well. Um but yeah, from from that point of view, I'm not really sure how to get involved, and if I say anything, how much impact it will have. Yeah, good. And how, how do you how do you feel that? Do you feel that you are you get the engagement that you need? Not that you 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 want to get, yeah. involved, but you you do get the engagement that you need. Yeah, you get the questions yeah. and answers that you 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 require from the club. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, most of the time, yeah. That's but cool. to be fair, from my point of view as well, I could probably get more involved. Um, from my side, you know, maybe I could, you know, ask more questions. I'm not really asking a lot. Um, well, so, yeah. To be fair, hopefully there, there is Don's Trust board members who do listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah. So hopefully they'll be able to answer that question when it comes out uh, on on the day of Thursday. So yeah, they'll. I think they'll be able to suggest how to get. I. Yeah, I don't sure actually know because... who to who do I actually you know contact an email or you no. Know, I don't actually know or I'm a member, but I know regarding the stadium stuff, there is the three new SLOs, Anuk, Tim, and Paul Raymond. They're the ones you there is an email for them, which I'm not hundred percent sure of right now. But they're the yeah, ones right. if you had any any issues with the stadium that you should be or mm. any away problems or anything like that. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good that you are feeling engaged and you want to get involved. That's what the club yeah, needs. I, yeah, I think I could from my point of view, I could probably get engaged more and I'd quite like to do that. Um, obviously, I wouldn't want to get engaged too much where it's kind of, I don't know, stressing me out or do you know what I mean? But <laughs> I'd like well, to get involved more. It's what Jonesy said last week. Jonesy said, do what you can. Yeah. We all do what yeah. we can. And, and that's, that's, that's the only thing you can do. You can only give 100% yeah. to it. Uh, and yeah, so no, that's brilliant that you want to be involved. And I think there's I think there's a lot of young women and fans who would love to be involved, but like yourself might not know how to. So yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good question for me then. Let's Let's get to the core of it. What's going to happen this year? Are we going to? Are you, do you feel that we've got? What What are your expectations? Your hopes in terms of the, the team this year? Are there any particular players that you're looking forward to coming into the first team, or any players you think might leave in the summer? Where Where do, where do you think we're at? What do you think is going to happen come mm. beginning of May? Rodoni leaves. 
Yeah. Radoni goes in summer, yeah. Asal? Um, Asal, I'm not sure, but I've seen speculation on Twitter, obviously speculation, um, but there are a few clubs who are actually looking at Radoni right now. Okay. Um, and I believe that, you know, if the offer comes in, <laughs> he's silly not to go, do you know what I mean? How much do you think he's worth, mate? Uh, How much would you know, take? 750, I'd take. Far off, to be fair, I think that's about right. 750, I don't know. I was gonna say 800, so yeah, it's not. I'm not specific, you know, I don't know exactly how much, but around that margin. But I know for certain that we've been selling players way too cheap, so we need to get our value for our money. So then, this money which comes in can then be invested to wherever it needs to go. And what do you think this year? Do you think we've got? I mean, obviously, we spoke about there being four potentially poorer teams, Mm. which I think is staggering, yeah, and that's being shown. What do you think is going to happen come the end of, come the end of April, beginning of May? Where do you think we'll sit? Um, I think that question's a lot easier to answer on after Saturday. Okay, but <laughs> I will say I think we'll just scrape it, just only because going off what you said, and I've watched a few games where we played the likes of Fleetwood um, and stuff like that, True. and and Morecambe. Um, there are worse teams in this league than us which is kind of frightening because we are pretty dire right now. <laughs> but there are worse teams. So the standard isn't, you know, it's good, obviously it's a good standard, but it isn't, you know, great right now. But I think we'll just scrape it. Crikey. Uh, I, 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 like, yeah, it's so nip and tuck, it is so nip and tuck isn't it? But, Yourself? Um, yeah. What do you think? <sighs> Mate, again... It's hard to call, but I think Saturday suits. That's what I'm saying. Even with me, though... And again, I'd, I won't speak too much about Doncaster because I know it's coming up. The only thing I would say is we've never been particularly good at teams who are down there. We've yeah. always teams yeah. who are not going to come at us and come at us. We we struggled so. And they I just won. Think, yeah, they I just won. Think, the I personally still think that there's going to be four worse teams than us coming into the year. I think that we'll they'll by hook or by crook we'll fight. We'll nick one off somewhere. Maybe 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 bringing all of our full strength guys back might make a difference. The one thing I would say is that if uh, if Radoni's worth the money that people are saying, if Asal's as good as people say, if Woodyard is his midfield general who could play in a lot of the team in League One, they'll have they are going to have to play well to keep us up. They're going to have to play yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Finchy, Finchy, Finch, Finch. Yeah, just last question. Not it's to both of you to be fair, but uh, you know we've we're talking about recruitment quite a lot now and how it's failing and stuff like that. At the end of at the end of the season, we have quite a few players out of contract. Uh, I think Ben Hennigan. Uh, Shay Alexander, uh, Woodyard, Guinness Walker, uh, Guinness Walker. We've got quite a few who are going to be out of contract. We also could, we're going to lose Rodoni. I still think he will go in the summer for fee. Uh, all our loans will go back. How, how do we build a team for League One or League Two football next year when, for me, I keep hearing about how good our youth, yeah, youth players are, but a lot of them are on loan. We've only got one player out on loan at a football league club in Corey Andrews. There's no loanies in conference. So all our youth loanies are out at conference south or lower teams. Yeah. And we expect these young boys then to go and step straight into League One. Right. Asal didn't do that properly. He, he literally just done it, didn't he? We got thrown right, in. Default, yeah. But I can't see these youth players stepping up into League One when they've been playing Ryman Premier League Conference mm. South football. So we've got one player out on loan at the moment in a League Two team. Uh, the rest of them are not in the football league or the conference. We are losing eight, nine players at the moment in the summer. Yeah. 
whatever league we're in, how are we building a side for next season? Yeah. I'm not sure, mate. I'm not That's sure. But, yeah. but Rodoni, though, the only thing I would say is that Rodoni came straight from casuals, didn't he? Straight from Corinthian casuals. And he was he didn't go straight back. into a first team, mate. He was at a youth team for a long, long time. No, but, but he was, he went Corinthian casuals and then he came into the first team, didn't he? He had the year at Corinthian casuals and came in. But, yeah, but that's one a year at the moment. Oh, Asal, oh, of one course. Rodoni, and ultimately, Rodoni's you know, taken a year to get ready to first-team football. He hasn't come in and start pulling up trees from ball one. He's no, played yeah. at casuals, come in, mm. been in, been out, been in, been out. I mean, when you when you strip it back and look at the process idea and the conversation, bloody hell, it's bold. Like, seriously bold. You're basically banking on these younger players and the whole model was about keeping the players together. Well, we know that the moment we get good, we're asset stripped and the next guy's got to come in. Well, they've got to come in a bit at a level which is close to it. It's tough. Really I tough. Don't, I don't yeah. mind that. I don't mind being a selling club though because that is what we have to become. No, I, no. We no, have to do right. that. We but have... we sold, we sold Oli Palmer and we haven't, I don't think we invested that 300 grand because we got another loanee straight away. Callum, you go, mate. Yeah. Um, Talking about players going out of contract, which one of those would you actually give a new contract to? Only one. You know, this, Nesta, you know, links to another club. I'd be getting him gone. <laughs> I'd be saying, take him, mate. Go on. He's there. Have him. You know, because he's getting quite a lot of hype. Well, not hype, but, you know, on no, but Twitter right. stuff. He's, he's, yeah, he's linked with all his people. Every time I watch him, he's bang average. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you genuinely want to be kick up the league, um, the reality of it is the personnel that we've got are not capable of doing anything more than, than hovering over the relegation. And, and the reality of it, which is interesting in the Rob, this Robbo revolution that's coming, is that if he's genuinely got beliefs that we could kick on, he's going to have to change the whole lot. Because at the moment, yeah. the squad that we've got, the squad that we had last year, at the moment, they're showing you clearly that we're hovering at best and, and we're, we're, we're not able to carry on. I, I would keep, I think Hennigan, I would, I would keep him, but he'll go. I think he's, um, yeah, I think he'll definitely go. And after that, apart from Woodyard, I'd be saying to everybody, thank you ever so much. But all that money, we're going to have another look at it. We'll, we'll have to bring a whole load of guys I'm, in. But how do you, you do that? I don't know. I'm keeping Alex Woodyard. And yeah. I'm getting rid of the rest. Shay Alexander has been the biggest disappointment for me out of all them players. I he wasn't good he enough, though. I th- he hasn't. He uh, hasn't. He wasn't good up. enough. We recruited him from Barnet. And just yeah, but he was meant to be one of the best crossers of the ball in 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 the conference. And we need to be looking at the conference and conference south and nicking yeah. the best players like Peter could do. But we end up getting duffed. Duds, unfortunately. Nesta, I thought he could kick on, but I think he's regret. I, I wouldn't. I'd be, uh, shame if he goes on a free because I think we could have probably got some decent money from him last season. Ben Hennigan, he just looks like a, an absolute shocking centre back at the moment. No, he looks tired. He looks very tired. Well, at Gillingham, mate. Some of the mistakes that he's making, though, Bolton, the two mistakes. Look at the mistake he made recently at home where he rushes off. I think it was against Morecambe. He rushes back onto the line. Behind the keeper, and then it's yeah, like, what it's are you not doing? Go there, towards yeah, the ball. He looks like that. a bomb scare at the moment. And I think we need centre backs. Our best centre backs at the moment are Paul Callumbay and Daniel Soccer, which I never thought I'd say in a million years that Dan Soccer is one of our best centre backs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd keep Alex Woodyard and anyone else. That's what I mean. We've got what six, seven players going on back on loan, and six players going possibly leaving on free. We would only lose lose a very threadbare with a youth team that have played non-league football at highest level of conference stuff. And we worry about this season. But, you know, saying what you said there, Lee, obviously these players, 
this sounds very bad, but if we get relegated, it, you know, even if we do stay up, you know, I feel like it's going to be the same thing next season with all these players leaving and our recruitment. I'd, maybe going down won't be too bad for us. I never thought I'd say that, but with all those players out of contract, I don't really know what we can do. Well, Sam Elliott asked me the question the other week, and I've said this to you a couple of times, Danny, on here, and I'll say it to you, Callum. If we could keep the same budget, is getting relegated the worst thing in the world? Because if you look at the league below, other than Salford and possibly Wrexham coming up, there's not a lot of teams with a lot of money in that league. Okay, so we could compete and probably be one of the best, better players in that league and probably win games. And winning games, you know what that brings? That brings positivity. It brings happiness. At the moment, this is a results-driven game. Football needs results. You need three points. We've not got them for a very, very long time. And that's why there's a lot of negativity around everything at the moment. Going down and starting to win games. But you go down and we don't start to win games and we struggle again, then the whole place explodes. I think you're down to a really, really slippery slope if you get relegated. I think you're mm. going... You look at you look over the last two or three years, Barrow, FA Cup, South struggled. Boreham Wood, struggled. We've played a number of teams in leagues. Crawley knocked out of the cup. We have really struggled against teams who are low down, who are a bit more physical, who are basically going to bully teams around. And we have not got the, the players who are going to be able to fight and keep it going at the moment. Now, I'm not saying that's not going to change. And as I said before, I do back what Robbo's trying to do culturally. I get it. I totally understand him off the pitch. I really get it. But unfortunately, as a football head coach and a manager, and frankly, as a football club, yes, it is great. We do so many wonderful things off the pitch. I think it's marvellous. But at the same time, we are relatively judged by what you do on the pitch. And at the moment, we're not where we need to be, which is a, which is a shame. Last question before we move on regarding and do a preview of Doncaster. Last question to you both. Do you actually understand? I know you probably just said it there that do you actually understand what this project and process is? No. I feel Not like really. I do. I feel like I do, but I do feel that with it, it is highly contradictory and it is highly risk afflicted. I think that's the problem. It is a very, the idea of it, I get. But I think it's so risky and it's so sketchy and it's so it's not pie in the sky, but it's so difficult to execute. If it was easy to execute, every, a lot of people would do it and they're not. But I do feel I understand what Robbo is trying to do. I kind of get it. I don't agree with a lot, all of the different bits and bobs in terms of the subs coach and everything else. I feel that, frankly, a, a League One club, I think a substitute coach is, is not irrelevant, but it, I feel that. Money would be put be better off putting elsewhere. It might not be might not might not be on a lot of money, but again, I feel like we need to. He'll need to over the summer if he stays in the job, off the pitch. He's got the idea of what where we want to be, but I think he's got to have a really good reflect and go. Okay, do you know what? We can't make the same mistakes twice, and it it will be fascinating from a recruitment point of view whether they're going to get it right or not. Uh, you said I, no, you don't understand it. I just don't. You know, Robbo's believing in this process and you know, this way of playing football and that, but we've won one in 14 games. You know, you can't, I, right now, you can't say his process, etc. is working. Mm. It's just, I feel like what he's telling us and then the actual outcome of the results, etc., is two different things. So for me, I don't understand what, what he's trying to do. No, I, I agree. And I think off the pitch, maybe he is changing cultures and stuff like that, which I kind of get, kind of needed it. 
But on the pitch, I don't see it being any different to what we had previously with Glenn Hodges at the moment. Actually, I see the football being slightly worse in the last couple of games. And I just think, yeah, going on, we'll, we'll move on to Doncaster in a minute. But if we lose to Doncaster, something needs to change. And it, I, I think it's either the management team or or the CEO. But anyway, we'll come, we'll, we'll move on and we'll come back. We'll uh, have some positivity regarding Doncaster, hopefully. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back, and we're going to be discussing the massive, massive game on Saturday against Doncaster. I, is this our biggest ever game? Do you reckon this is going to be our biggest game, or will we have bigger games this season? Uh, I, I think it's huge. Doncaster, unfortunately, are on a bit of not bad form, to be fair. They beat Accrington 2 0 on Tuesday. They lost to Chef Wednesday 3 1, no disgrace in that. They beat Lincoln 1 0 away, lost to Portsmouth 4 0, lost to Ipswich, and beat Sunderland, which most teams other than us can beat Sunderland. So <laughs> they've won three in the last five. We've not won any. Uh, what are we saying, boys? I think positional wise, sorry, Danny. No, um, no, no. I think positional wise, probably with how it's played, probably one of our biggest games of the season. I think I really do think there's a lot riding on this game. And I think if we lose this game, I can't see us staying up. I think we've got we've got to win this game, not even a point. We've got we've got to win it. We've got to try and you know change the tide as such. You know, even a point. You know, it's, that's fifteen games. We've got we've got to win. And I think yeah, it's going to be one of our biggest games of the season, if not the biggest for where where they are in the league and where we are and what we're kind of going through. I, I never thought at the beginning of the season we might get relegated on not on the number of games we lose, but on the number of games we draw. Um, and we are we are massively struggling in the fact that we're drawing games. I think, from a personal perspective, I think it is. I think it, the reason why I think it's going to be the biggest game of the season for us is it's going to be the game that either decides that we're going to kick on and potentially get start picking up results elsewhere, or like you said, that number gets bigger, the fans get worse. We go to Wigan, we ain't getting much of Wigan. So then all of a sudden it's the next game. Then we've got Plymouth away, which is not a great hunting ground for us. And it be, and all of a sudden the snowball starts moving and all of a sudden the next home game, I think, is it Lincoln maybe? Um, I think it's Lincoln that was after that. So I think it's just that it's trying to stop momentum. The momentum is such a hard thing. It's so easy to lose it and so hard to get. And we desperately need to get some momentum to, to kind of stop this rut. But... Um, they the way the, the annoying thing is we're again we're playing a team now who are in a little bit of form, won a couple of games and they're yeah. God's law. And again, to, the thing I would say as well, lads, and I, maybe I'm being really optimistic, but we have been really unlucky. I think in terms of the yeah we have in the in terms of the injuries, suspension timings, the COVID stuff. I'm not saying it's an excuse. Absolutely far from it. But we have had an element of unluckiness. And I'm like to think we might repay that. Well, have we earned it? Don't think we have, but I do feel that we're due a little slice of luck. I, I give you the injuries. The injuries are unlucky, right? We're yeah. getting injured. Well, you're giving me those. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving you the suspensions because they're two stupid suspensions that don't need to happen, which means that we lost a sell for two, a sell for two games, which we could have probably done with him against Julian 100%. Right? McCormick don't need to get sent off just before the end of the game at Sunderland. Uh, I, I'm not giving you suspensions at all, Daniel, right? Right, well, well, you don't have to give me suspensions. Right. Anyway, you're going to give me that on on coming Doncaster. Answer me, boy, Boris. 
answer me. What about COVID? Are you going to give me that one as well or not? Well, that was, was that months unlucky? ago. Months ago now. Yeah, so we'll, still, we'll, that was the start of the rot. That we'll, was we'll, when we get relegated, we're going to blame COVID for us getting relegated. We sound like Tranmere fans. But <laughs> let's, let's not, right? Let's go about Doncaster. I'm actually quite optimistic regarding Doncaster. Bloody hell. And what, the reason what, why... What well, no, because we're going to have some of our big guns back. We are going to have a sale back. We are going to have, hopefully, Woodyard back. We are going to have a... Hopefully, we'll have a different formation. And we'll have... We, we need to go out and attack. We need to How go out How are we going to have pace. a different formation? He's never changed it. And he's not going to. Why do you Which, think he's going to He change changed it against Junum, And after 10 minutes, he changed it straight back again. Right. But, well, there we are, then. <laughs> but hopefully, we'll change it. We can't have Cosgrove isolated up front on his own. Who is he going to play up front with? Uh, Terry Oblade. Or a sow. It'll have a sow next to him and hopefully push a sow up. But I am quite optimistic that we're going to have some of our big guns back and we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get after Doncaster. On the flip side of that, my worry is that if Doncaster get after us, they get an early goal, it can then start. I think the ground's going to get start getting a bit toxic. Hostile. Start getting a bit hostile. Uh, and yeah, I think it could be happy clappers versus the negativity fans uh, and that ain't going to be good I don't think it's going to be enjoyable for anyone that's going to be there because yeah people were clapping against Bolton and some people told them not to and it's all you know what I mean it's it's going to be a nightmare if we lose to Doncaster I'm just glad I'm, to be fair I'm, I'm getting to a point now Danny and, and Callum that I actually don't it's, it's not bothering me not going to games I won't lie to you. The game on Tuesday was the first time I actually thought, you know what? I, I, me and my dad need to turn off the Gillingham game. It was that like just. It's because someone said it on Twitter, and it's it's a really good analogy. That it's actually becoming a bit of a chore, and I, I, it's a shame because I'm like I said, I've always been relatively glass full and really enjoyed watching Wimbledon, and I'm always trying to be as positive as we can. But there comes a point when you haven't won in fifteen games, and to be honest, it's not just the fact that we've lost. We've been so poor. We, we, we're to be honest, the, the, the time for talking is kind of finished. I know Rob I spoke, spoke about ready, it is now you know, it's put up or shut up. If you've got players out there who are ready to play, the thing that's interesting is the people like the, the, the lone players who have kind of not been that interested, they're not going to get up. Just no one's going no to even remotely look at Dapo Mabude, no one's going to even remotely look at him, Thomas. No one's coming, lads, unless you can get your sort of life sort and actually go out and play. You're not playing League One. You might, you might, you can go and have a, have a season at Carlisle if you like and sit on the bench up there. It's nice and warm up there. They'll love it. But there's just, there isn't, no one's coming. So you've got to find a way of improving it. Do we know much about Radoni yet, Lee? Why why was he out? Injured, yeah. isn't he? Is he yeah. COVID? No, no, he injured his hand. Little sure. niggle. Little niggle or something. Well, yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm desperately, desperately keen that we perform it. Unfortunately, guys, I'm 1 1 again. I'm 1 1. I don't know. Draw. Draw know, again. I, I can't. I, I just can't see it. I just if, don't know how we're going to score. Callum, what's your prediction? I I really do not know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for two nil Wimbledon. God, mate, be amazing. I'm going brave. I'm feeling feeling brave. I don't know. I feel like it's just got to the point where it's we've got to win this game. We just we just can't lose. I feel like that's. How it's got a feel, and if we do lose, we're in deep shit. Yeah, I'm going That's three, three, two Wimbledon. How? How are you doing that? Because we've got five our best players coming back into the into the team, hopefully, 
And I just, I've got to be optimistic that we'll nick, I can just see our women, you know what it's like, we're 1-0 down, we're 2-0 down, we come back to all 3-2. If we draw or lose, what happens after, Who? what happens after the game? Well, people get the ump. And no, then... no, no, what happens after the game is in, <laughs> does, is that, is, is this Robbo's time? No. Is this Robbo's no. last game? Lee, change it. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, but this is Glyn Hodges and Neil Hardley both give went monkeys about after Hodges. it became he, a chore to start anywhere, going mate. to games. Give you said it, it's becoming a chore. Of course it's, it is. It's not, no, no, don't say give up the ghost. I've never been Robbo out, but I'm getting very, very close to saying this is enough. Is enough. And this is what I said earlier. I don't know if it's Robbo's got to go or something else has got to change. Enough so, is enough, If Lee. we draw or lose on, uh, to Doncaster and we haven't won in 15 games, I don't know when our next win's going to come from, looking at the fixtures. Agreed. Crew may be on... Easter Friday by that time it would probably the, the, the bolt's already gone it'd be Oldham in next next November yeah something has to change Danny. it can't, we can't keep I, going on I, like this I totally agree but he ain't going Robbo is not leaving the club I'm and not Joe saying Parker ain't leaving so someone should frankly this is the only thing that's going to change is somewhere along the line between now and the end of the season we are going to win a game if we're not then we are absolutely perfect <laughs> <laughs> we are going to win a game by hook or by crook it'll come off someone's bum just like we had last year when we were absolutely pony just like we would do the year that we stayed up we will find a way to win when we don't deserve it and that might start something off maybe which might cobble some results together we might stay up and then we'll carry on and do the uh, same next year yeah. are you, you take that out of the uh, Mark Robinson handbook there what's that well, we will win a game. We will win one. Will. When, it, when it clicks. <laughs> yeah. When it, just we're going to win a game between now Alan, and... what's your view? What's your view? What happens if we draw or lose on Saturday? I think if we lose, Robbo's really got to look at himself. But the problem is, if he does go, I don't know who we recruit. I don't know. Exactly. I don't, know, if, I don't know whether we can actually bring anyone in who's going to make a difference no, to what not. to where the team is. Um. Yeah, that's how I sit with it, and I think Robbo has to win. Has to win on Saturday. He's got no other choice. He has to win, and I think with players coming back, with Sal coming back, hopefully Woodyard coming back, I think that will just give us enough momentum and maybe freshness to um to beat to beat Doncaster. But they did win in the week as well, so they're going to be coming off a two-nil win. I mean, know? to be honest with you, mate, for me. It, it's all about how he sets up. If he sets up with a proper attacking formation and he's like, do you know what? We're going to have a go at you. I think the fans will will <laughs> will not necessarily forgive him, but they might go, do you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll have a look at it. If he turns up and we've got one up top and we're a bit more passive and we're sitting back, the fans aren't going to do it. If, we are going, if we're serious, go and attack. Go yeah, and show us that we're attacking. That pressingly you speak about, high press on you constantly, show us it. I'll tell you now what we're setting up. We're setting up 4 2 three, one. We start Brown, Hennigan, Will, uh, Alexander. Osu, Osu, and then he'll set up. Uh, he'll set up Marsh and Woodyard, and then we'll go. If Rodoni and Asal fit, Rodoni, Cosgrove, Asal. If Rodoni's not fit, he'll go with. I'm trying to think, who else we got? McCormick still suspended. Mabudi. No, no, no McCormick. McCormick. He, he oh, there you go. He'll probably go McCormick. Sorry, instead of Rudy McCormick, Asal and Cosgrove. No, Chislet, one of our best players against Junior, and brings him off in the 60th minute. Just don't make sense to me, man. Really don't make sense some of the decisions that have been made. But we're going to set up 4 2 3 1, uh, and well, the same formation. We won't get crosses in the box. We won't get near the box at all. But yeah, hopefully it'll yeah. change. 3 2 Wimbledon, I'm going. 
you hear it here first, and then we'll start. And we can be positive next week. Mate, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it Please. be amazing this time I want to be positive. I don't like being negative. I really don't like it. I'm the People same. Think we I had love a great it, chat, but... and we were like, we're buzzing. But at the same time, as fans, we're trying to make this as accurate as possible for fans. I've been, I've been on WhatsApp groups. We've all been on WhatsApp groups about Wimbledon, and it's been like this. And it's like, yeah. I can't believe we've, we've, you know, we've had a massive rally cry. All the fans were absolutely well excited for Bowen. I was excited. I know, I know the team <laughs> struggling. I know Gillingham were struggling with personnel. I get that. But I was expecting the guys on the pitch to, to hunt, to fight, to scavenge, to do what they could. And it was just like... You know, I felt so sorry for Jonesy. I felt so sorry for him. And he probably <laughs> don't care too much, but he made he, what he said last week was spot on, right? Everything was spot on. And everyone was... Everyone who listened to the podcast was like buzzing, really excited, everyone. And then we get to Bolton and we just like, oh, absolutely capitulate. Don't even bother. Right. Yeah. Callum, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much. For yeah. Callum, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. And Lee, get some soup in, son. It'll make you feel a lot better. <laughs> Till next week. Danny, been a pleasure. Dispatcho soup. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at The Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.